0: Yo, what's good YouTubes? This is your boy NYC. It's me, Ray, and this is the EDCCP, that is the Everyday City Carry Podcast. And I am not sure if you noticed, but I am doing this podcast. Feels like the sun right now, because it is so hot in here. I'm sweating like crazy. Turn the fan off for the good, good audio. Trying to, you know, trying to uh, make this intro real good lost my chain of thought there because it's my brain is frying right now it's like that commercial do you remember this is your brain on drugs and then they have like the egg frying on the shit on the pan That this
1: is drugs this is your brain on drugs any questions
0: my brain right now but you gotta make sacrifices man you gotta make sacrifices to have a youtube channel because people care people care oh boy oh boy what kind of what kind of episode are you guys in for? We actually have a really really dope episode, man. Really cool guy Russell from Artisan Cutlery. He is their U.S. rep, and we had a pretty cool long conversation. We checked out a lot of their new models and some models that are already um, being sold right now. Some prototypes, and we just go in length about a bunch of different knife things. Just hang out, a bunch of knife nerds, and you know talk to each other. You guys like that, right? So without further delay, this is Russell from Artisan Cutlery. What's going on, guys? First of all, cheers to everybody. We have got Russell from Artisan Cutlery in the house tonight. How's it
2: going, dude? It's good. It's good. It's hot. It's really hot. Dude, whatever you're drinking, <laughs> what you drinking? Like, what are you drinking?
0: Uh, It's just like some average whiskey. It's Makers.
2: Makers is good, man. There's nothing wrong
0: with Makers. Yeah. You know, all my friends are like, why aren't you drinking Buffalo Trace or like Bullet or something? And I'm like, yo, I don't have a lot of money, man. Makers <laughs> is fine,
2: man. They're man. all kind of like, they're all kind of the same category. Yeah, yeah. Makers, yeah, right. Makers 46. Try the Makers 46. That is worth it at any price point. It's super good.
0: All right, I'll try that. Um, you know, for the people that are listening who may not be aware of who you are, just explain what is it you do for Artisan and how did you okay. get linked up with
2: them? So I'm essentially Artisan's US rep. I'm the guy that you hear on the phone. I'm the guy that answers the questions. I'm the guy that usually does the social media and I do the round shows and, you know, do the talking bits. Um, it's a really fun job. And um, man, like, all right, so I've worked in the industry. I'm kind of like between the U.S. and Chinese side for a bit now. Arts um, just kind of came by and picked me up. It really came down to someone called me up, said, hey, I want you to meet my friend who's starting a new knife company. Why don't you drive like four hours from where you are right now? Can, can, you, can you do <laughs> like 12 o'clock tomorrow and just like get up bell early and, you know, <laughs> drive over there? And I'm just like, well, I, I don't have a job. Sure. Yeah. So I drive over, meet uh, Mr. Wong, who's the owner of the company. He's the CEO. And I take a look at his stuff, and I'm like, "These knives are really cool." And he's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah. Do you want to do? Our, do you want to go to Shot Show with us?" I'm like, "Shot wow. Show, sure. What do I have to do? Pack? What do I have to pay? Nothing." Like, "Wow, no. yes." So I went to <laughs> Shot Show with Arsen in 202018 for the very first show they ran, and I, I they gave me a booklet with all the products, with like big old stack full of knives, and they're just like, "Hey, this is what we have." Can you tell people about them, and just like, can you can you be our rep for you know? This is me sitting in like a little thing, in the Aria in Vegas, in like a little in like the backerat room with mm-hmm. a bunch of people I've never met before, with a pile of knives, and like, can you talk about these knives? And I'm like, I got you, and uh, yeah, that's kind of how it went. And uh, they hired me on after that. It's been pretty slick.
0: Were it's you um, in the hobby for a long time even before that, or were you working yes. in the industry already? Um,
2: a bit of both. Um, I actually worked at a brick and mortar store for a mm-hmm. um, good solid two years out here in California. Um, little little local store, but like right next to the Apple campus. Yeah. So it pulled like okay. a bunch of high end knives and just yeah. like that Striders, Striders, Benchmade, ZT, Spyderco, um, occasionally some customs, but it all was just like, it's a bunch of techies and a bunch of like people with money yeah. invested yeah. in the early years of, I can't say the early years, but like the EDC hobby when it was starting to get rolling. Mm-hmm. And it was cool because I got to touch all these things that everyone just sat around on the internet and talked about. Like every, I think I've handled every model of, well, I can't say every model, but most like standard models of Strider that yeah. uh, Mixed Writer made. I handled like all the special editions. I got to see every, I think I handled every single Benchmade model, like period. Everyone, wow. almost everyone that's that's come out, honestly, like concerning the people we got, like even before I started working there and it was really nice to like, talk about this with real people and then go online to all these forums i like and be like hey guys so uh, this knife doesn't actually feel like that <laughs> this knife is such and such it was you know, i get to be a giant nerd it's great yeah yeah man that's kind
0: of the thing um that i'm trying to do with my channel is link the anime geeks the yeah. gamer geeks and the knife geeks together that are like sharing similar interests as me and i don't think there's anyone else that's kind of doing it in that way yep. that's kind of like my own thing on it right now um you said you had some stuff to show us, man. Is there oh, anything dude. you want to talk about or showcase tonight? This is basically an yeah. artisan cutlery showcase. That's what I want right. this episode to do. Um, you know what? Let's talk about that first, actually. Yeah. You ended up uh, wanting to get in the episode because you watched the Dylan Mallory episode. Yeah,
1: that's um,
0: right. Yeah, Dylan is great, man. I actually have Darkio, of course, right now. These are actually the only two artisan cutlery knives i have and you sent me one of them
2: dude I dude i saw dude I liked it. the whole thing was like hey this would be great if it wasn't this yeah. expensive because i yeah. can't afford it and i'm sitting there just like i i absolutely feel that because oh yeah. man I, work with industry. I, don't make, I don't make crap for money but um, <laughs> i also happen to have my RKO here this is actually the prototype version of yeah. it.
0: yeah wow the big the, the large the regular size
2: yeah the full one the actual th- the only wow. change is, is you see where the detents really like late on this guy so uh-huh. in, Production, we actually moved it up so the break is more like here instead of yeah. here but right the difference oh snap them. it like snaps in <laughs> yeah it's really got a lot of like pop to it but it's just like you can't quite do this easily so mm-hmm. after we changed the position of the detent it just made it so much nicer yeah i remember
0: is, i tried the Archeo uh in titanium and i loved it man absolutely loved it you know what's crazy is you kind of saved me in a moment that was pretty, not, not super dark, but I was like, man, what am I doing? I'm spending all my time making videos. I'm not, I don't feel like monetizing yet. You know, um, I don't know, like I'm almost 40 years old. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm spending literally almost every waking moment thinking about what kind of pieces of content I'm going to do. Like my schedule revolves around my day job and YouTube and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And, um, that video kind of like I put a lot of work into it, but like it didn't hit that hard, and then you messaged me you know which is which is kind of a thing that I actually believe in for YouTube, which is like if only like a hundred people watch it right
1: yeah.
0: um you should you shouldn't care because think about like how big of a room you need to fit a hundred people you know yeah. and if if and one of those people could be very important, right, and that's when you message me out of the blue. You were like, hey, do you want me to send you a G10 Archeo? And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is amazing, yeah. you know? So it was really cool that you did that, man. And it, it kind it of, so um, you know, uh, definitely strengthened my opinion of Artisan. Uh, I, haven't, I actually haven't touched a lot of Artisan knives, you know?
2: Dude, all you got to do is ask, man. I, I can <laughs> I mean, you're part of the Passeround, so I try mm-hmm. to get stuff for the Passaround on a regular basis. Yeah. I'm chance I- to check them out. It's The Apex Passaround group has been really great for us, and I, for one, really believe in the power of YouTube for the Apex. Yes. Life. Like, yes. Instagram is great. Instagram mm-hmm. is awesome because you get tons of views, you get tons of coverage. But the problem with Instagram is when you click or, you know, click for Instagram, it's just a view. Like, mm-hmm. someone can just, oh, that's neat. Yeah, YouTube is an active right. click. It means someone actively goes and watch that. I don't know a lot of people, they just like run random stuff on their YouTube and let it play in the background entirely. Even then, it's something mm-hmm. they're interested in. So, yeah,
0: podcast maybe, but you're listening to it kind of like, you know, on the side, right? While yeah, you're doing that. Like
2: knife reviews and like hobby oriented interests like ours are active clicks. These are people who are looking at these things because they want to watch them. And a 100 views for YouTube. I mean, in, in, you know, I'm not going to say numbers for numbers for social media, but, mm-hmm. you know, that's like a thousand clicks on Instagram. It's not the yeah. same. And mm-hmm. the community you get out of YouTube is better in my yes,
0: opinion. Yes. Yes. I sure totally you know, agree with that, man.
2: But, you know, I like doing the pass around. I like getting out the knives. I like talking to people. Lord help me. If you have some like the reviewers who call me up and I just chat for hours because I yeah. talk way too much and it's that's great, the- man. It's the highlight of working for a company like this. Like, I, this is the fun thing. I get to play with knives. I get yeah. to talk about knives. I get to, you know, just, just bullshit around with people mm-hmm. about the industry you're in. And I get to see what happens. I mean, I get to be kind of, you know, I get to, to kind of read what's going on in the scene in total. Yes. And YouTube like this is part of doing that. And it's the coolest part. And I'm really happy that you enjoyed getting the Archeo and playing with it and having it because that is what makes doing this so damn cool like i'm just like i'm happy you liked it i'm yeah. glad you liked it I mean, <laughs> that's win-win.
0: awesome dude have you ever thought about since you like to talk um have you ever done any other podcasts by the way or is this the first one i
2: haven't this is actually the very first podcast i've done i've offered it but it's always been yeah. kind of like yeah i'll
0: show up you're doing I, very well i'm gonna let yeah. you know right now um I and do. and this is another uh to touch on that a little bit is like what if Artisan had one? You know, I like to have knife banter on Blade HQ and you could just have, you know, you could showcase some models and stuff. This yeah. doesn't have to be an hour. But I do truly believe that long form content is going to play a pivotal role in the evolution of the knife community. It's I've true. seen it happen with comedy on Joe Rogan. I've talked about this so many times, you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, like that is one of the goals of the channel is mm-hmm. to allow knife people to just come on this show and just talk about whatever they want. Yeah. knowing that we are into the same thing. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, I really do feel that, uh, podcasting is going to be an important medium. Um, especially with, I talked about this in the Dilemari episode, Joe Rogan is switching over to Spotify starting okay. September 1st. That is a huge move, man. Right. So that means Spotify's video is going to be really good too. Cause Joe right. has to have both video and audio. And I just think this long form content, um, in a space that is as young as ours even though the knife hobby the EDC hobby has been going on forever um, when it comes to social media and just general media and content creation about it it's in its infancy man yeah you know what I'm saying like it's not big enough yet to the point where you know we have some big celebs that are really like pushing it I'm not saying that's what I want but that's bound to happen
2: with any hobby you know what I mean it's community-based. It really is purely right. community-based. And the people who get into it who have, you know, online clout, I guess. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, early on. Um, mm-hmm. Jim Skelton was on. Then we had, like, those earlier YouTubers. So mm-hmm. Nut and Fancy, uh mm-hmm. Lone Boy Scout. Lo- yeah. Yeah late boy scout like, Boy Scout sounds cool really, though <laughs> but the, like, their, stuff, their stuff was really important to yeah. developing this but their content was just so like when was the last time you watched a nut and fancy video like it's i love his stuff I, I used a lot of that information early on when i was selling products mm. but man those are long like they're a little tough yeah. to watch and good information good solid information mm. good personal views but the cool thing in particular with evc is it's so personal and your gear preferences vary wildly. I mean, for me, um, I live in California. I don't carry a firearm. Yeah. I, it's more trouble than it's worth. <laughs> yeah,
0: mean,
2: yeah, yeah. And for me, also, like, when I carry a knife, I carry a larger than three-inch knife because I live in California, and there's no knife laws about that. I mean, city per city, sure, but I'd rather carry a three-and-a-half-inch blade than a three-inch blade, personally. Mm-hmm. On your, end, your neck of the woods, it sounds like, a, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think New York is a three-inch
0: if you google it they say that you have to have an under four inch blade however this is from living here yeah you can get in trouble for carrying a leatherman all right like don't it really all depends on why you were searched Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know why you were stopped and things like that you know that's why i don't i always say this and i'll probably get in trouble for this one day but the uh, subway stations always have monthly bag checks Mm -hmm. or they got a meat quota of some sort and they're just you know asking people and maybe they'll find some weed or something like that which they're not actively looking for anymore but um you know just anything of that nature that's going to get somebody in trouble maybe they'll write up a ticket or a summons and um it's really up to the police officer to decide if you are going to get hauled in or get a summons the the laws have improved um i think that you know the gravity knife law thing is kind of like yeah you don't really get in trouble for that maybe you'll get a fine maybe you'll get your knife taken away but it's not like you're gonna end up in bookings for a day you know (laughs) which is like how it was before um but yeah man i i I try to carry a a three inch or below because of that reason in case i do get frisked it's Mm -hmm. like what am i gonna like you know this is not a knife you would
2: stick people up for you know what I'm saying with yeah it's also like how you carry it like you know yeah like if I'm doing something outside you know for me like okay in my end because I'm usually wearing stuff that makes sense I don't wear like a suit very often for work because lord help me this is like the suit of the night I'm just just like I I got like two suits for my first interview with artisan I come in wearing a suit and I'm just like my boss is wearing a (laughs) t-shirt That's but no it's like if if I'm walking around and I'm carrying a knife it's like it, it's not too big but if I'm carrying something like oh let's see what do I got around here that's huge yeah Tim. yeah but I'm like carrying this thing it's like yeah. okay what the heck am I doing where's I'm <laughs> carrying like I don't know this guy yeah no this that's guy.
0: Dylan's piece is it that is that's the biome yeah. mm-hmm. of this thing
2: first time artist yeah. did a slip joint and this can I, so can I just cool. talk about this thing for a bit? Sure. Good. Ahead, Good. Ahead. Yo, he nailed this thing. This is one of the slickest slip joints I've ever handled. Wow. Um, I'm not really a traditional knife kind of guy. Like, I have a couple that I really like, but I am much more about modern traditional. I think that new newer materials, newer steels, sometimes like the carbon steel is fine because I like the patinas. But I think that the blade shapes on traditionals are just kind of like, eh. They yeah. they work for some tasks and some of them are great, but. Um, normally I hate nail nicks. Yeah. Like (laughs) you gotta, but but look at this, like just pinch this guy. Mm -hmm. It's got tons of clearance and the way it fits in hand. So you just see an goes there and it all just kind of fits around like this. And that blade is just a perfect three inch. This is so freaking cool.
0: Yeah. That's how how much does that run? Exactly.
2: Oh man. On blade Q, they just popped in on blade Q and they sold out in like two days, but they're like 30 bucks.
0: Wow, dude.
2: 12C, 12C, 27N. Everyone's been asking yeah. us to do 12C or 14C. Yeah. We, uh, we tried to do more 14C. In fact, the prototype was in 14C. We just haven't been able to get enough 14C yeah. to do a proper order. That was our biggest issue. We just didn't. We couldn't get enough of the steel because um, you know supply is limited, and right. there are other companies in China that prefer 14C and they already have a standing order. So we went yeah. with 12C, and 12C is pretty fine. But again, it brought that knife down to. And also. <laughs> These are contoured scales. They're contoured. Wow. G-10.
0: It's
2: got even a little bit of like, I can't, camera, come on. Uh, you can't see it on the natural. Is that
0: JG10, J- JG right? Not yeah, natural G-10? but it's got like
2: almost like a, Very it's cool. got a little bit of milling in there that keeps it kind of, mm-hmm. gives it a little texture, but mm-hmm. it's just such a cool knife. And for 30 bucks.
0: Dude, that's I mean, awesome for $30, man. <laughs> Dylan, that's it's
2: sick. not even that, like, I'm just going to gush a bit because I love Dylan's design so much. It's not that it's just like, oh, it's a good slip joint for 30 bucks. It's like, yeah, it's a good slip one for 30 bucks, but it's a good knife, period. Yes. Yes. Look at that blade shape. It's cool. Yeah.
0: I dig it, man.
2: I dig uh, it. I just, I just watched uh, Eugene Kwans review on this one mm-hmm. and his whole dude, was, like, he's
0: great. I'm Eugene trying to get him on here and I'm like, "Come on, bro, Asian <laughs> Persuasion episode." Such the only two person. asian knife youtubers
2: i think i mean
0: i don't know
2: <laughs> there's gotta be more dude i feel like actually funny yeah. thing is i live 20 minutes away from eugene so we're actually in the yeah. same like local knife club
0: <laughs> yeah just let him know hey man i did the yeah. podcast with ray so he's busy, really he's chill just like, i know
2: mean, he's so tired yeah <laughs> <But> yeah <laughs> he's good guy. He is such a good person mm-hmm. and i like his reviews so mm-hmm. much because he really gets thorough about yeah. his reviews it's not just like oh this has I don't, I'm pretty sure he didn't mention blade length, steel, mm-hmm. handle yeah. material. He'd still have a great review. He yeah,
0: just, because like, he gets really in depth about like his perception of the knife. He talks about design language. I like, love that. Yeah, I, I leave it up to those guys to do that. You know what I mean? Like when I just do, when I talk about a knife, I, I come at it at an angle of a newcomer. Mm-hmm. that's like very into the hobby that just happens to have a platform of people that like to watch my stuff i always tell people like i'm not a spec expert if you're coming here to make a decision on this knife that's not what it's here for you should come here to see what i think of it yes. and then if you're gonna and, you know maybe you'll have a good time like watching yeah. it
2: no know? that's the important thing like your yeah. style is what makes the review like resonate with people
0: yeah and have you ever I- watched backpack b I have it. So I'm going to send you a link to that because it's B-A-K-P-A-K-B. All right. He is a, a motion graphics guy. That's an EDC YouTuber, very small channel. Um, I, I helped get his channel to 300s. He is, if you watch a video, let me, let me put it to you this way. I tagged BRS in one Mm -hmm. of his reviews and BRS hit him up right away. And it was like, yo, we want to send you our line. Whichever you want to check out. The most, like, um, just the best editing you've ever seen in the knife community. Motion graphics, like, he'll show the knife, like, flip open. He'll have specs come out, edited in a way that is professional. He's been, he does this for a living. He just happens to be a knife guy. And it's funny because I I always tell people, like, you know, this man is the future. Like, I think that um, there's always going to be room for this spec and uh, sort of expert driven reviews but to bring in fresh blood and fresh eyes into the community you're going to need guys like him like mm-hmm. i don't even think i'm modern anymore after i saw him i was like oh mike and uh, i promote him all the time man. i've had
2: him on here absolutely check that out
0: yeah, yeah. yeah i'm gonna send you a link i think you know totally. any knife company would be lucky for him to do something and he's such a nice guy yes. such a nice guy man I mean, that's uh,
2: I think. one great thing about doing this is trying to find like the new people doing things Mm-hmm. And it's like there. I mean, I, okay, so personal thought on this is that the, the current, you know, current world situation has brought a lot mm-hmm. of new knife reviewers into the game. and I'm yeah. not, it's not <laughs> yeah. nice, But it also means I got to go through a lot of videos where I'm because I think that I do is mm-hmm. that a good chunk of my day, every day, is spent going through the comments on YouTube. Wow. And I'm not always going to like re um, comment back on everything because, you know, I'm supposed to be there as a professional. Mm-hmm. And I feel that sometimes it's nice to comment on things, to provide information, but I sh- it's not really my job to go in there and start like, you know, start fires.
0: It's yeah, like, you're not throwing a flame war in the yeah. comment section, like, you
2: know? Analyze things, check things, look at trends, look at what people are saying. Like if someone comes up and says, hey, this knife is great, but here's this problem. Like, um, let's see, I'm trying to think if we had a particular model that that was an issue for, uh, as, I, as I stare... Oh, mm. <laughs> As I sit over the pile of knives I'm sitting up here, right, hold on, hold
0: on. Uh, okay, no problem, man. <laughs>
2: so, grabbing one from the pile of knives, I figured would be important. So, yeah. Small feldspar. Okay. I love this feldspar. CJRB. Yeah. Really, really great design. Mm-hmm. Really nice, you no know, great blade shape. Yep. No one can use the choil because it's way too small. Now, yeah. our original intention was not for this to really be a choil, it was yeah, it's really a sharpening good. choil, it's right? Just a sharp- yeah but the size is just kind of like you know not quite enough mm-hmm. for anything including my tiny finger which i have yeah. i wear like a solid medium sized glove like medium with almost a little clearance i wear
0: small to extra small sometimes pretty much yeah
2: like, <laughs> yeah so i could i i, I
0: felt that finger choil yeah. i could actually use it but you have to have really small hands man. yeah
2: which i can almost get that but the average yeah. person's like it doesn't mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go in, th- in there and say, oh, no, it's not supposed to be a finger choice. Like yeah, a it's a
0: sharpening choice, right? Yeah.
2: So our thing is like, hey, okay, we should take this into account. If we're going to start making choils in this thing, we could have always taken this back and mm-hmm. then made the blade a little different shape. Now, I think yeah. with this particular model, I think that actually serves, it serves it well because it makes it easier to sharpen. Mm-hmm. But that's data we need. That's yeah. stuff that we need for future models. And if I can just throw out a newish one here that we totally like, changes up on have you seen the Ria yet i don't think i've had a chance no to no i'm actually no, but waiting I can... for that one so they'll be yeah. going to the next pass around but i yeah. have one here oh uh, this one's a defective one with carbon yeah. fiber it actually is not centered so i'll put that out there right now yes yeah. right it was, but right. the action is still great wow but look at that
0: oh man that's nice yeah.
2: but look at the choil it's yep tiny man my light is so weird it's just giving me shadows everywhere but
0: so, no I, I can tell that it's a nice knife
2: this thing is great look how thin this studs, right thumb studs carbon fiber one thumb stud uh actually I am all I'm waiting for the micarta ones because we're doing micarta yes on I,
0: I oh man micarta is so hot right now
2: <laughs> Dude, it, it, like, I have uh, uh, if I can reach over there I actually pulled up one of the micarta centauris to show off which has just mm-hmm. been like the centauri was uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later but anyway yeah real, like, <laughs> What is it it's called, like the RIA? RIA, R-I-A. Right, so, nice. So, details on this guy. So, the blade, nice and, you know, let's, let's actually hold up for comparison. So, yep. I'm gonna do it in here, that I can barely oh. see my face. So, we tried to, like, lower the profile on it, but notice the choil is much smaller. Makes yeah. a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. We also like, kind of cool the clip on this guy, because everyone complained about the clip on the small felt spot. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. thought this was a great idea, initially, because it's the same clip that we use on, I don't know. I can't reach it, but actually, yeah, same thing as on the Archeo.
0: The Archeo, right? I was thinking it looks it looks similar. It is. Yeah. It's the yep. same
2: size. Mm-hmm. Now, for CGRB, that's kind of a nice thing because all the clips are interchangeable. It means that if you yep. write a clip, I send one out to you. Here's a yep. clip. That's yep. it. If you happen to like have multiple CGRBs and one you don't use, you can pull the clip off and, and swap yeah. it out. If you want, if I can, I was hoping that we can send off clips to like you know Smoky Mountain Knife and Blade HQ yep. so that they have a pile to distribute. Mm-hmm. Easy. Um, but people didn't like this. And I got, I kind of got that solidly when I watched Nick Shabazz's review, and he's like, the full size is a gem, and this one's junk. I'm like, wow, that
0: is- <laughs> dude, I'm- Nick is he's 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 a hard customer, man, but he's really really good though. Like, I am glad that we have him. In the year, I'll take our community. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. the man could really review anything. Again. um with he with has a pattern persona. right a pattern. right and i'm glad he's with us man when, when he was on my podcast i was like fanboying so hard he's a fun they, dude to talk with when he messaged me i thought he was like a russian bot or something like you know what i mean i was like is this really nick shabazz okay do the podcast in 45 minutes you know what i
2: mean he's a fun dude to talk with like yeah uh, it, was, it was great meeting him at mm-hmm. like the first show because he mm-hmm. so he was really quiet. Like Nick yeah. is very discreet about who he is. Like you know the Batman mask and everything. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like, I get it Nick, though. You
2: know, he takes it very seriously. He takes anonymity seriously. He takes his reviews seriously. He takes himself very seriously. Mm-hmm. But you know what? With the way he does his stuff, it it makes sense. And mm-hmm. when I met him the first, well, actually when I initially talked to him the first time, um, he sent me an email. Like I sent him an emails like hey Mr. Shabazz, I'm a huge fan. Artisan color would love to would love you to review some of our knives. Da, 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 mm. Try to make it sound professional. And Nick yeah. came back with an email saying, like, hey, you're thanks, I appreciate it. But um, not really a fan of some of your designs. I feel they're yeah. a little derivative. Mm. And it was just like, oh geez. Oh my god. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Oh my god. And it was it was okay though, because Nick came and stopped by our booth at Blade show. Yeah, and talked with us directly. And after that, he's like, "No, you guys are fine. You know what you're talking about.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: clearly have a vested interest in the products. You want to make good products. Mm-hmm. Yes, I will review some of your knives." And I'm just like, "Oh my God, we got it!" Yeah, <laughs> that sweet Nick Shabazz, you know. <laughs> yeah, y- y- and since yeah. then, you know, he's been great about reviewing. Some, like he's he's been really great with us. Like, yeah. yeah. He's not going to like everything. I know, I, I'm actually hoping to send him a few knives distinctly that he doesn't like. Like, I want <laughs> to send the, the, the proponent, the Dirk Pinkerton one that's like this thick and literally weighs a pound. I really want to send that to <laughs> the him. The
0: proponent, just, that's you know. the thick one, kind of a reverse tanto. Yeah, it's a monster. I, You know what, that looks so freaking cool though. Yeah, you know, sometimes so- you just need an overbuilt thing. And uh, that's what I miss about, uh, you know, the company ZT is like when mm-hmm. I first got into knives, I bought a zero tolerance 0456 designed by okay, Sink. Yeah. And I, you know, coming from a guy that watches anime, and I was like, this is like mm-hmm. a mech right now in my hand. You know, this is a Gundam, this is like a tank. Yes. And I loved it And now it's like they kind of, you know, are steering away from that. Mm-hmm. I think the collaborations with, you know, hot knife designers is what's going to push certain models like Dylan, yes. Aisham. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like these guys that are just hot, that people are like always willing to check out.
2: Yeah, it also, lets, it also lets your customers know that you are invested in the industry and the designers. You're not just there to make a buck. You're not just there to like throw out a design and see what floats. You want to make something good. This is why we want to have designers. We want to have cool stuff. We want to have cool stuff that works. We want to have cool stuff that people, well, we want it where the designers are invested in the product. Like that's yeah. the cool thing about this now, and especially with like what we're doing, what We Knife is doing, what Best Tank is doing, they're all mm-hmm. moving into getting designers on their team mm-hmm. to do like these really neat projects that have really just different knives. It's, yeah. And it, it's just like, it's, it's fun, it's interesting. It's, it brings, I don't know, it brings character to your brand.
0: Yeah, I mean and it's a good I, I, partnership because you've got the capability of manufacturing and these guys yeah. already have their design language down that people have already approved in their mm-hmm. head you know yeah so it's bringing two capabilities together and it's a good partnership
2: it's great oh wait, wait. i totally forgot to mention one thing about the reel go for Just it go for it yeah, back yeah. Back. sure change up the clip yep smaller clip yep recess screws oh you know what's crazy
0: mm-hmm. i wanted to ask about the recess screws thing i always complain about the recess screws i thing. love the recess screws everybody loves the recess screws that's the thing
2: i think the one issue with doing recess screws is one mm-hmm. the clips cost more to make
0: Production-wise,
2: okay. I understand sense. that.
0: Yeah, I the was milling, wondering if that was the case.
2: Yes, the milling and the cutout also is just the you gotta get new screws. So no, so this is actually a relatively like it's not exactly thin. Yeah, but that means we gotta drill it a bit differently to make everything fit. You gotta make a mm-hmm. cutout, but for a lot of these other knives, we already kind of do that, so we might as well mm-hmm. make some new screws. Wow, I don't know if we're gonna continue using this on other mm-hmm. knives. I hope we are, um, because we made these, and then we also made titanium clips for these. If you want to upgrade it, so yeah, wow, I I can't say it was totally my idea, but I did bug the boss about it for a while, saying, "Hey, why don't we make a clip you can put on the knife, Mm -hmm. titanium? If you want to dress it up, I mean, the CGRBs are a good price. I mean, I'm not, I can't even like, I can't. They're an
0: amazing price, man. Amazing price,
2: thirty-five to forty-five dollars.
0: Yeah, I I was, uh, I got to check out the Gobi. Yes. And um uh, um and I was like blown away, dude. I was like, What? So nice. This is crazy. <laughs> like this is crazy. Um yeah, when did you know when did that idea come up? Uh the CJRB idea? Yeah. Like when did artisan oh. say, like, hey man, was it like, hey, you know, this C thing is taking off. We should do a range, you know, because it's it's smart to do that. Yeah. You see a price range that is underrepresented and you mm-hmm. try to go for it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. watch companies do that. Um, i have a friend who started a company called flood watches he mm-hmm. realized that this is a while ago he sold it for millions watches yeah yeah this is like i want to say i was i wasn't even 30 years old yet i was like maybe 28 yeah and he, he can't he, i was djing at the time still and he had a turntable watch and he was like yo i'm gonna give you this um you know just wear it when you're djing or whatever." And they just discovered a price range that was, um, this is before all the budget watches came.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: And then um, they discovered a price range that this was underrepresented. and They just attacked and, and the company took off, you know?
2: You know, actually, it's it's kind of funny with that because um, Civivi was not the first company to do that from a Chinese, yeah. Kaiser did that before with the Vanguard series. It's just that that yeah. price was different. Mm-hmm. The Vanguard series was like around $100 with V10 or uh, 154 CM, I think, yeah. on some of the stuff. And I'm quite positive there are other companies prior to that that did it as well. But it just never really hit until, I can't even say, because like, Civivi definitely hit really hard with their yeah. first line of knives. But Artisan have already been thinking about this since we started. Um, yeah. To my knowledge, we already had this idea in our head, because this is just kind of a, a normal way for companies to progress. We want that halo effect from mm-hmm. the high-end knives. Then we did the Artisan knives that are you know, the G10 versions. And that was a good option. But we wanted to kind of release a line that we didn't have to do this bump up, bump down series. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it it was good. I mean, for Artisan to have sets of knives that are, here's your full size, here's your small, this is your like, you know, four inch blade, this is your three inch blade. It was really cool. It was something that wasn't offered very much unless a company got really successful. But then to move this down to a price point, we're just, so here's the initial idea for CGRB, And this is the way that I pitched it back when, you know, we just started because we, I believe CGRB started in the market last September. Mm-hmm. So it has not been around a long time no. at all. But the thing was that we wanted to make knives with the same level quality of artisan at a like a whole nother step down price point. So we did that by producing a larger amount with a much more simplified internal structure. So here, let's let's pull out, actually I got my Centros here. So probably my most carried knife not the
0: really
2: centros and <laughs> because I like purple. Yeah. But if you notice on this guy, this is full steel liners. Mm-hmm. They're not milled. They are yep. it's still pretty heavy. Yeah. Uh the blade is a plain stone This just, just plain old stone wash. Uh there's no backspacer, it's columns. Mm-hmm. So all the parts on this knife were just kind of like nickel and diming the price. It really just like, all right, so let's do what we did for artisan and then we're going to take it and knock it down and take down the components without reducing the quality of the blade and the, the materials that go into the handle. Just, yeah. you know, cheapen everything else as much as possible while maintaining ideal quality. It means your knife is going to be a little bit more heavy, a little bit more rugged, a little bit more, you know, there's going to be less features in just like plain open construction. It's a yeah. more I can't maybe less
0: it. chamfering and
2: things like that, right? Less contouring. I mean, yeah, Because again, like it's just flat scales in this guy. Right, right, right. So that was the initial idea. And if you look at the first five models we produced, so the, the Tala, the Taiga, the Briar, the uh, the Crag, and the Centros. Mm-hmm. The first five, the first five are slab scale, heavy, chunky, but they use the same bearings as Artisan, the same D2, they're produced on the same line. And they still have a similar feel to the artisan products. It's Mm -hmm. just that we kind of nickel and dime the process to make them cheaper. And then we produce more of them to reduce that cost even more. That was the model we were going for. The initial success of CGRB said, forget it, just make good knives. Like it just hit so hard that we're like, Mm -hmm. forget it, just put out good stuff. Yeah. And we have had no problem selling since then. Mm -hmm. It really was just such a successful initial run and such a happy customer base. That we just said, forget it. We don't need to make these knives cheap. Make the price point the same, but make them good. And mm-hmm. we did. They're selling still really well.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah, I was super impressed with this. I did get to check out the Centros and, uh, like I said, the Gobi. I was like, holy crap, man.
2: Yeah, you know, like, Contour G10. Yeah. <laughs> Inset liners. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, my whole thing is, you know, I, I don't want, I hope Fox doesn't listen, but if you slapped Fox or Viper or any of the mm-hmm. Italian, on that, that's mm-hmm. a $120 knife. <laughs> uh,
0: you know what uh, really impressed me about the Gobi was I got to check out the JG10 natural G10 one and I was like, wow, this looks really nice, man. Yeah. It was I mean, like it's... contoured and stuff. I was like, what the hell?
2: Yeah, that's no, right?
0: Crazy. I was like, and dude, like, how do they do this, you know?
2: details, details. And you know, yeah. once you make it in large volume and you're really kind of like focus on the design and you know, the nice thing is our factory is really capable. Mm-hmm. We have a really good factory. And they can get stuff out so fast and so clean and so just like we can get production runs done really quickly. It's why CGRB is gone from you know it's only been a few months. I mean it's yeah, we haven't even been operating CGRB for a year. Mm-hmm. And we have a ton of models in tons of different styles, and they're available in tons of places. I mean, that sounds like success to me. Yeah. But- yeah, we just like we have such a good factory that can actually manage this and get the production online in time and you know keep relatively good schedules. I mean, with current world events, our schedules have certainly been a little messed up, but it's how has th- that
0: affected you guys? By the way, like the whole uh, Corona thing, you know, things um, like is it uh, better,
2: really better than anything? I thought in some in some cases, much worse in others. So pretty much production. Um, mm-hmm. So it hit at a weird time because I was coming back from Shot Show. So this whole thing, like, while I was at SHOT Show was when I started hearing about this as an American. I'm sure mm-hmm. I probably wasn't listening hard enough because I was getting ready for SHOT Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the whole team is sitting there, and they're they're huddled around their phones one day. And, and I'm just like, hey, guys, what's going on? They're like, oh, my God, our town's getting sprayed down. I'm like, sprayed down for what?
0: Yeah, like, that was crazy.
2: Yeah, I'm like, what what virus? Oh, the virus that's going through China. And they were sitting there saying, yeah, this is why we had such a hard time getting through the airport. And it's why our baggage took so long to get here. I'm like, oh, man. I must be an idiot for not knowing this stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, once they headed back, then it was you know straight into the Chinese New Year and then the New Year was extended um, you know, to keep people sheltered in place essentially. And then from there, China implemented a bunch of new rules and new things for business. And then like the factory didn't get up and running in full, uh, I think for at least like two months after that. So it was months behind. It wasn't like we weren't doing production but it was severely reduced. Um, So that meant that a lot of those orders, and on top of that, a lot of the companies we shipped to didn't, like they were halting orders because they needed to shut down. They needed to take, we're Mm -hmm. saying, hey, you don't want get from China, so et cetera, et cetera. In the long run, it hasn't hurt us too much except in our schedule. So the things that we hope to have out by Blade Show are still kind of in the works. Beyond that, it really has not been too bad And to be honest people are buying knives like crazy right now. I think, yes. crowd. like it's not the users who are buying it, it's the collectors and the people who just want like cool new knives
1: mm-hmm.
2: and who are getting invested in see, Now they're kind of stuck at home or they're working in a place where now they're more reliant on themselves than anything else. Like you need, a, you need good tools for your work and now's the time to really kind of invest in them. And yeah, like the CGRB sales are just through the roof. Nice. Like everyone's getting invested in the products because they're seeing them online. More people know about us. I get calls all the freaking time and way too early in the morning with people just asking me questions. I mean, it's, it's fine. I'm, I'm annoyed by getting <laughs> in the morning sometimes, but it's like, fine. They want to know <laughs> it's my job.
0: Yeah. I think that doing this, like what you're doing right now is going to make artisan a little more personable. Yeah, um, yeah. To have a guy like, I think they're lucky to have a guy like you who's very well-spoken. You, you're 100%, you can see how you are genuinely invested in the hobby. I
1: appreciate it. And I like care,
0: that. Dude, I could tell right now, this is our first time meeting. I want people in, you know, listening or watching uh, to know that. And I can already tell like, man, this guy is really in it. You know what I mean? I mean? He's really in
2: it. I mean, 100% fair. Like, yeah. this is one of the reasons I was hired by our yeah. Team. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. talk, I talk knives. I'm a total nerd. Um, mm-hmm. so funny story. Uh, I don't have one. Um, I got my initial job mm-hmm. with a prior knife company by handing out a business card that said, you know, Russell,
1: yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> Russell advertising, marketing, social media, mm-hmm. professional knife nerd. Cause that is exactly professional. Job. What? Professional knife nerd. Knife nerd. <laughs> that is my job. That is actually my job. <laughs> <laughs> and if I can keep that as my job title, I totally would. Man, <laughs> okay. I still have those cards and I still give them out at like places that I'm not like representing artisan and I'm just like yeah. hanging out, checking out knives. I'm totally <laughs> do
0: that. That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a lot of places like that in California where you can, you know, go somewhere in New York city? Not as much. It uh, really so isn't, man. There
2: are, so in California, we have an interesting community of knife people. It mm. is what, Okay, so personal experience is there are a lot of people that buy knives here. There are tons of collectors. Because, you know, you got to have money to get into the upper echelons of collecting. Like, I know guys that are sitting around with their big-ass collection of Striders. And I'm sitting there going, this is more money than I can (laughs) consider right now. You have 200 Striders. What do you (laughs) do? And the answer is, I'm a collector. I'm like, fair on you, man. I mean, people collect cars, and that's probably, like, more expensive than this. But it's... um." It's a different place here because you have people that the art knife, the art knife scene is surprisingly alive here because we have the Solvang show, which is insane. If I, I don't think I'll ever be invited to that because that's a super like,
0: Like swanky
2: exclusive. It's like, you're looking at like $12,000 pieces sitting on a table and someone's like, yeah, that's my, that's my basic stuff. Let's let me show you the cool things. It's, (laughs) I I worked with a gentleman who sold things like that and it's just a whole nother world of knife Yeah. And then uh, wow. we have the uh, California Custom Show, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yes, yeah, since we're so close to Vegas, like all the Vegas shows. But in terms of like actual knife stuff, just not as much. It's, it's, it's a growing community here because, you know, I live in a tech area. Techies like knives. They need to they use a like, Yeah, it's good to have a knife in your pocket because you are like breaking seals and like busting like plastic pieces and you, it's something you need to use it's not like i'm you know the hub of the outdoor industry at least where i am the outdoor industry is pretty like that's that's a weekend (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah, there's i mean you know like the only outdoor thing we do out here is we go to like central park or something like that
2: (laughs) like yeah we walk up we take a hike up in the hills and yeah that's that's about it but you know there is a pretty strong group of collectors in california and it's like California's big. There's lots of us here, and then mm-hmm. uh, I'm noticing, like, um, actually, yeah, um, therapeutic edge. Women carry knives. Like they're yeah. part of, my, like they're part. Of, they, they live relatively so close. So cool. To hang out Pretty with them. cool people,
0: man. Yeah. yeah, I
2: know. We occasionally we we used to get Korean barbecue together. Then this happened. Now it's sex <laughs> barbecue.
0: I haven't had Korean barbecue in so long, man. I love it. Um, you know what's really uh, cool that I've been seeing a lot is a lot of. Um, there are a lot of like photography nerds that are EDC nerds too, man. And yeah. I love seeing that they're taking all these cool shots. One yeah. of the biggest YouTubers, um you know, in photography and cinematography, Peter McKinnon, like, you yeah. know, is playing around with a PM two and yeah. has hit up Ben Banter's from Blade HQ before, saying mm-hmm. he watched their stuff. And I'm like, that's crazy, you know.
2: What's I, a- I th- what's that? This thing just just to just to make a note of this. I, I know this is probably gonna enter on a different day, but. Big congratulations to Ben for getting his knife released. Oh, yeah. As- yeah. It just hit Blade HQ today. Mm-hmm. I went on. It was sold out. And I'm like, yeah, i got one on a show. But man, like, Ben is such a cool guy. He is yeah. such a nice dude. Oh, my God. So it's it's cool to see that where he went from a place of being, like, not in the review side, but just being mm-hmm. on, like, the business Damn. side of Blade HQ to, to where he is now. And it is the coolest thing to see because it's just another side of this world. And yeah. I hope we see more things like that. More people just want to get invested in this and just like do this, pop in, talk, talk yeah. about designs, yep. interact I, with people.
0: Mm-hmm. I definitely want more of this, man. And, you know, I, I I was so happy when Dylan was like, hey, man, Russell wants to do the podcast. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, of course. You know, I, I, w- I was surprised because... I don't know. Like I, 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 I'm not really good at asking people to be on. It's hard. We're going to say like Nick messaged me and was Mm -hmm. like, Hey, I listened to your last, this episode and I really liked it. That's when, you know, I realized my opportunity was there to ask him, Mm -hmm. you know? And then I was like, Hey, do you want to do the podcast? Um, and I'm, you know, you and Dylan actually started a whole thing. Um, I'm having uh, the guy from Niche Designs. Nice. Uh, he started the Kickstarter. I'm having him on on Thursday, I think.
2: I, I saw his design at USN. I think it is yeah. so neat. I, yeah. Yeah.
0: A lot look. lighter than it looks, man. That's mm-hmm. what I how oh, I yeah. felt when I held it. I was like, what the hell? I'm, I was expecting this to. Yeah. You know,
2: weigh, weigh I thought like, it was going to be like a chunky knife. No, that yeah. thing razor thin. It is yeah. such a cool piece.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you know, I I I. I went on his website and i can see how much work was done on it so i was like you know what i like what you're doing if you ever want to be in the podcast you can um your kickstarter is live right now you can use my platform to get views or whatever that's awesome and, uh, yeah and dude uh, do you have anything else that you want to show us by the
2: way tonight yeah, I, got, like, I got a whole
0: yeah let's look at some stuff man let's look dude. at some stuff dude yeah, i think oh people God. are waiting like, for wait, some I'm knife gonna, content
2: I'm gonna reach over this way to like the other no stuff. problem no
0: problem yeah. <laughs> Just reach over slowly. <laughs>
2: uh, uh, I've been rearranging things, put so much stuff out.
0: Oh, God. Uh. Oh, no. You don't anyone. have it. Oh God. oh, God. Oh, there it
2: is. Okay. Cool. Oh, my God. I have no room for my mouse. Okay. Cool. So, all right. Whew. All right. So, we have some new things that are coming out. Uh-oh. Now, the thing is that a lot of these were... Uh, on display at SHOT Show. Probably somewhere we're at Blade Show. But now that we're finally getting things rolling, stuff is coming out fast. So let's see. Where do we want to start? Uh, all right, you know, what, you know what? Let's go with the one that's probably been out the most and everyone's been asking about. Another Knife by Dirk Pinkerton. Ooh. The tacit. Wow, that this looks thing, awesome, yeah. man. And this is, old. I mean, okay, wow. I'm not a combat guy. I'm not really <laughs> about combat knives. This <laughs> thing is Kind yeah. of wicked. Wow. Yeah. Look
1: at that. Wow. That
2: thing is. And the thing is, Dirk does some serious, see, hands. Dirk yeah. does some serious like magic with his handles because this thing, I got small hands again, mm-hmm. pretty much once I get into a comfortable grip, pretty much fully enclosed in my hand. Wow. I actually showed this knife to uh, Peter at Therapeutic Edge or just mm-hmm. Therapeutic Edge yes. with giant like meat hook hands. <laughs> He's the one who makes a uh what is it, the ADV butcher look like nothing. Like <laughs> yeah. His hand fits just as comfortably on this thing. Wow. It's so weird. And it really is such a neat knife when it comes to like Dirk says it's a minimized tactical folder. Also, yeah. I really love we did that clip. We've been blind screwing a lot of our clips, they really like show up really clean. Yeah, but this, a fun knife. We finally got it out. We actually did it with a um a micarta and carbon fiber scale on the front and we uh it's currently in damascus we'll be probably be releasing an s-35 one soon mm-hmm. but that's pass it front side wow
0: there. that looks so cool man <laughs> awesome then,
2: then let's go with our new lock so this is the one that a lot of people were having a lot of questions on mm-hmm. and it's so um i can't like, the, the mechanism is actually pretty simple but this is the blowback
0: Whoa. And this one is our
2: new recoil lock, which I uh I had the name and I wasn't sure what the hell to call it. So after like after a month of trying to figure out a name for a lock, I'm like, I give up recoil lock. That's but, pretty cool. But the action on this thing, super Whoa. snappy. You hear that? Like the sound of this is so yeah clunk.
0: Wow, I love one. that that clink.
2: Ooh, it's hard to do it like vertical, but yeah. What, How what re- do you about this? There, so there's this little ridge right here. So oh. if you put your thumb on there, you're actually reinforcing the lock a little bit. So if you're wow ready that way, sure. But you can actually close it like that. Whoa! And there's a pass through for the flipper. So wow, I don't. All right, so I'm not trying to start fires here, but this is a little fire startery. Yeah, uh, we accomplished something Spyroco couldn't. You can fully close the lock. <laughs> uh, turn your finger to the flipper.
0: Wow, dude, that's but, awesome. That's exactly a great looking really knife. Fun. Really cool. Me- I- I'm a sucker for interesting locks and opening mechanisms. Like I love it. Here's the thing though. Yep.
2: This is a full milled piece of titanium. So pretty much it's milled titanium. And then we insert the, the steel lock bar into there. So the, the lock. lock so you can close it a bunch of ways. So you can use a thumb on the backside. Yep. Like so. You can do the finger like I've been doing. You can yeah. do a pinch like you can with an axis or a crossbar wow, lock. Dude. Or um, I like the suicide drop. I'm pretty much holding it here. I'm using my thumb to disengage the lock, mm-hmm. half disengage and there's tension on the blade now as it's still as the, uh, the lock applies pressure to, right. the, to the, uh, the lock pin. So it's a little tougher to close, but I can just use my thumb or just, Dude. you know,
0: half That's disengage awesome.
2: and slow roll it closed. It's super cool. What is that and- called again? That's the recoil lock, and this is the blowback. Now, if the
0: blowback this, recoil lock. So this
2: one in the full titanium is not quite your style. We are, and I think we just put this one out a few weeks ago. Actually, no, it's been like a month now. Mm-hmm. We have the kicker, which Ooh. is the CGRB version. Uh, I don't. The oh. blackened one was actually. A, this is a prototype. And it has a plastic little mm-hmm. thing here instead of a steel one. So I just have the prototype. But this is yeah, same thing.
0: Oh, recoil lock again.
2: Recoil lock, but What does that run? Uh, I think it's uh same price as all the CGRBs. So almost like, you think more like 60 bucks, wow, no, sorry, dude. 50, 50, 60, 50. I don't know. It's it's around the same price as CGRB. <laughs> I think it may be a tad more expensive, but yeah. not much. But see, it's like, it's a much more minimized version of the lock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Same thing, just, you know, same action. You can do the whole, uh, here, I'm going to do the suicide drop on the finger. And do and close. The
0: thumb. That One is thumb. so
2: cool. <laughs> It's really cool. Yeah. I mean, this blade shape is not personally to my taste, but as a work knife, <laughs> this thing is just a freaking beast. Mm-hmm. It's such a neat thing. And then the whole locking mechanism and that smoothness to it, it's its a true ambidextrous knife.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's one of the first, I, I can't think of a lot of other ambidextrous knives at this price point. I think uh, the Sog Terminus is coming to mind. Yeah. That's still running almost a hundred bucks.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, it, it was at first, I think. I yeah, think you yeah. get them a little cheaper now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's funny that you're showing me these, uh, the, you know, the new lock and I that is my whole thing. Like my whole review channel, my whole philosophy is just ergos, aesthetics and action. Yep. That yep. is yep. the snob that I am. Yes. I cut cardboard, I cut paper. I'm not That's going out into the city, cutting wires. I'm a filthy casual knife guy, but I'm just as okay. into the hobby. As everyone else you know um i have this gag on my channel where, where, where i say shout out to atr13mov and you'll see a, an atr13mov like man with a t-shirt mm-hmm. like scroll through the screen and people really love it because to me like that's what's important aesthetics yeah. ergonomics and action I, yeah. i'm addicted to flipping knives that's really it's what nothing. i love doing the most exactly. yeah i make tricks with certain things i do wait, little flips wait. yeah pull up, pull up, okay <laughs>
2: Uh, to the bag. <laughs> I should have pulled out more stuff. Ah, there it is. All right, wait. So, you may have seen this one already. Dylan may have mentioned it, but Fidget mm-hmm. Factor. You've seen the Archeo, right? Yeah. Yes. Did you do the non-locking version? Oh,
0: you, did he show that to me? I think he did. Is it a, like a double detent kind of it thing? Is. Or?
2: it is. A double detent. Whoa. This one, um, so this one's actually a little smaller so let's yeah. see if I can put this in frame without it looking. Oh
0: man, that's it's cool. A
2: tiny bit smaller. So this is like a 3.5. This is a 3.75. Yeah. So wow. it actually feels pretty in hand. But it's got a nice. This is the proto. It's got a nice light touch to it. But we also included yeah. this little pin right here. Mm-hmm. And there we go. And that goes into this hole right here.
0: He it's did show press. me this. I remember he did yeah. show me this. Wow, that is so awesome, man. He's Very so cool.
2: cool. The fidget factor on this thing mm-hmm. is just so good. Look at that.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. I'm in, I I love it. <laughs> one more thing. One more thing for you. Yeah. No, um, keep going. Keep going. Yeah.
2: Well, the one cool thing about this in particular is we mm-hmm. did a special edition for Knife Center. Mm-hmm. So we did a small version of this guy. So we did <sighs> an under three-inch version of this one. Oh, no. for orange G10. It's super cool. I haven't even had a chance to see one yet. They all sold out really quick. We're probably gonna make them some more. Yeah. But it was just so slick looking. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> the
2: fidget knife oh, all oh, I'll, All right, wait, wait, wait. Back to the fidget. Oh, God. This is going to be long, man. All right, so. No, it's cool. What's that?
0: Oh, you is that? It, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, um, the, the multi-tool kind of thing,
2: right? But this what is, it? is a CGRB version.
0: Oh. This is like 60 bucks. No way. Yeah. It's, super
2: wow. cool. it's just the bottle opener I, I just said like hey guys just just don't worry about the auction wrench or the pry bar and then just just yeah. the bottle opener that's
0: it yeah and then just and do, this wow. one,
2: it could be a trainer it is I mean it essentially yeah. is it's just kind of a really funny trainer you get to do like other tricks with it
0: that's so let's, so let's see awesome. if I can do
2: like a scary one so <laughs> that's there so the auto
0: that's so awesome man
2: so these just that's came so out of- I just got these in possibly today so mm-hmm. like there's Sixty-ish, fifty-seven-ish.
0: That's awesome. That's so, crazy. Yeah, I remember so when I saw the artisan version, and I was like, "Fuck, I can't, I can't buy that right now." <laughs> so, yeah,
2: they're affordable now. And yeah. they're they're. Affordable. This is the ultimate barbecue tool. Like, mm-hmm. go there with like a like a big old like twelve pack of Miller, and just yep. And people are like, is. oh shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Literally chuck this over to a pile and knives. You know?
0: <laughs> How many knives do you have on you in your place at any given time? Just like hundreds?
2: Um, if you count my personal collection plus the yeah. artisan stuff, yeah, hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm already a pretty like stupid knife collector. So yeah. I, I, mm, it's a problem, man. It's a problem. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it, in, in my small space that is being hidden by this guy is like <laughs> hundreds of knives. This, wow. is, this isn't even like artisan stock. This is artisan samples yeah there's so we have so many models
0: wow dude I mean, that's the, crazy what else you got
2: all right so i did the kicker mm-hmm. did the biome did the rhea um all right right okay did the bar, did the back blow blow back not back blow <laughs> so everyone's been checking this one out so yeah you seen the centauri right Uh,
0: the centauri, centauri yeah yeah that's the front front flipper
2: my carter version
0: Ooh, very nice. I'm waiting for the uh Apex Passaround model to get into my hands. She
2: can get into you soon. I passed the Damascus yeah. version. So mm-hmm. the thing about the Centauri, um, big shout out to Ray. Ray is a yeah. fantastic oh, dude. Beloved You're, guy in the community. He's such a nice dude. And honestly, Ray can almost do no wrong. Mm-hmm. Seriously. He can he he makes a lot of his knives currently. So the ones you see on his Instagram, he just hand finishes them. He just goes and like just puts steel to a grinder, puts it in a frame, and makes a really cool knife. Damn. And that's kind of what he's doing now is he's able to really just do it as art. He's just enjoying the process of making knives. And that's really cool. But man, the guy has an eye for aesthetics. And yeah. it was really cool bringing the Centauri to Mark. Because I spent so much time driving over to Ray's, like halfway, it, I kind of met Ray halfway between his place and my place. And we just sat there, we got coffee, we got a burger, we, we chatted about knives, we chatted about products. And I just, we worked on the Centauri. I say work, cause Ray did all the work. I'm just like, man, how's that Centauri going? It was great, like, it was fantastic. But I'm really happy with the way this one turned out because it's yeah. a very different kind of knife than what people are used to seeing from him. I mean, on top of the fact it's a front flipper, which is awesome. It's got that really aggressive swedge on top. Yep. And the blade shape, is it's just different also i love the clip like ray designed yeah. this clip for us i think that's one of the coolest things about this knife it just has this really clean smooth clip which is what he's
0: known for a clean design language yeah. yeah in the hand
2: but, mm-hmm. but so the thing about us though is that we put these out at the wrong time we released mm-hmm. these the week before shot show mm-hmm. that was a dumb idea because that one connected with the chinese new years so we couldn't ship out products for a month And on top of that, the virus hit and everything else went sideways. And on top of that, the orders piled up so fast, we couldn't get them out to dealers. We were selling them direct from the website faster than we can keep them in stock. Do you know how crazy that is? Oh,
0: that's insane.
2: Yeah, no company has that problem. And then we put out some of these. We put out a handful of, um, so we actually made four. We made Mm -hmm. four small Micarta Centauri's. There was so much reception on those things. I don't think I put my phone down for about my, yeah, my entire shift at work. My phone was in my hand of people calling to ask if they could get one of those. (laughs) Like there were only four. Gone. Like I think they sold out in minutes. As soon as the Instagram post went up, they were gone. And like the small ones are going. So on that note, One, the the micarta on those is just like a thing. Like the micarta on those with, you know, the S35 and the titanium scales and the really thin grind, and they're just such a good user. But the small ones were the big head. So we finally got the small ones out.
0: Oh, that's more my speed. That's so sick. Just
2: under three inch, 2.9 inch plate by Razor Quest. This one is a Damascus one. We do have some S35 ones. Um, Right now, they're still kind of like. kind of like straddling full production because we try to put a lot directly on our website so we try to make a few micarta ones whenever we do the carbon fiber ones they sell and it's just like we have to make enough to get them out and that's been a hard part because we've been wow. just they're selling so fast they're still such a hot knife and they're so good like look at this yeah so that looks small hands it's so perfect
0: that looks awesome man such wow. a perfect fit in the hand yeah, that's uh, definitely, diff- certainly different from Ray's uh, other designs. You know, it's 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 like I, I I know that it's his, but like the blade shape, just like everything, it's a little, just a little bit different.
2: Like the handle and the groove are very distinctively. Yes, but yes. Like, kind of like this 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 butt end here with a little bit of you know a little bit of oomph right there. Mm-hmm. The blade shape, if it was a flat grind. Um, mm-hmm. If it was a flat grind, I can see it being a bit more Ray, but man, this blade shape just makes so much more sense. It's got a bit more aggressiveness to it. Yeah. And the nice thing about being um, a single side scale, because I don't think he has any other knives out there that are, um, that have like a a single side scale. They're all full tie. So the Gemini, the Keen, the Baby Bear, the the one from um, Alliance, that has an inset carbon fiber piece. Mm-hmm. but I don't think anything's like this. So the thing about this guy is it's super light. So yeah. even with the micarta, this is a relatively light knife. You get a ton of blade on. I mean, let's, let's, wow. find something. I don't have, I only have artisan on the table. So, <laughs> but okay, wait, wait. Okay. So hold on. Just to comparison. First one I can reach TRM neutron. Ah, okay. Or Adam, sorry, not neutron Adam. Yep. Look at that. There's a bit more meat here. Yeah. Is that an Adam? Oh, I lo- TRM. Okay, so other companies, TRM is amazing.
0: I love they TRM, love, man. They are I so nice. So much.
2: They are so sweet. They are so cool, and they are just like, you know. Okay,
0: I don't. Care I, liter- I-, I literally told them, um, I said, "Listen, I will make content for you for free. I'll yeah. I'll do the full thing. I'll do the cinematography. I'll do whatever. I just believe in what you guys are doing." And um, Marianne, like, hit me up Marianne, like, when all this crazy stuff is over you know, we'll talk again. And um, she was like, you have, a, you have a really great voice, you know, like mm-hmm. your video style or whatever. And I, I said this in the Dylan Mallory episode. It's funny that she said that because I dressed up as my mom in that video. <laughs> and I had like a wig made <laughs> out of magazine paper. And I was like flipping a, an atom. Like, I love it. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like okay she like watched that video
2: (laughs) they are they're so great like yeah every time i see them at a show i gotta go by and say hi it's like it's kind of weird because i'm going as like a competitor a friendly competitor but my whole thing is like there is no competing with them they are a very different thing they're Mm -hmm. what they're doing is clearly working and man i don't know any other company that can put out a pre-order for a product like three months it's like, yeah, putting in your pre-order right now. You'll get the product in three months. Oh, yeah, yeah. sorry. Wait list, wait list is closed. Yeah. They're working like a, like, a per, like a custom maker with production mm-hmm. knives. Good yeah. on them for doing cool stuff, for mm-hmm. making it well, for doing all the stuff they do and still being really cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. She's so nice. Super nice, yeah. man.
2: All right, so more, more artists and stuff. Because yeah, can, go for yeah, it, dude. Go for it. like other makers because, again, like Knife Nerd, I can, I can just go. Yeah but I'm yep. here representing hey, Dude, this that. is great,
0: man. I think people are really going to enjoy this one and like I said before, this is going to be good for artisan at least for my viewers. Yeah. Um, you know, the podcast is distributed in mm-hmm. every podcast network. So, it's going to be cool. Uh well, I I good. I'm really enjoying it I and mean, I'm I I I don't talk to a lot of industry people too much. You know, I talk to a lot of the reviewers and people that are just uh you know followers of my stuff mm-hmm. um so actually you're you're probably the only other maybe maybe one out of like four industry people that i've talked to
2: mm-hmm. i pr- I appreciate it man like yeah. we all those of us who want to talk knives we like talking knives and mm-hmm. honestly i don't know a lot of these people who are industry side who don't like talking knives but it's <laughs> hard i mean for me right now i'm i'm sitting behind my computer answering emails and doing instagram yeah. stuff all day and making time for your interview is not like killer but it's like okay some days i'm just like uh Wait, wait. Let's <laughs> let's move the schedule around, make it happen. But this is great. Like this is what I like doing is talking about this stuff. This yeah. is enjoyable for me. This yeah. is great. All right. So <laughs> I'm trying to think what I haven't done yet that I need to show off. All right. So I think. All right. So you saw the new the newish stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new CGRB, So the kicker, the uh, low back, right. Uh, the Rhea is kind of the one that I really like. I just got to show it again because I love this one. This is the one that we. Really I, I like, like. it. That's right. Okay. So first of all, I'm going to show you the actual proto protos. So okay. I just got these. I just got these in a couple weeks ago. And I have uh, one more that I don't have that's in a slow box. I got rerouted. So I don't mm-hmm. have that one.
0: That sucks. So every, just,
2: every knife guy hates that. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll tell you about that one. So we're doing a collaboration with uh, Mike Emler from Crazy Sharp. Okay, who is cool. a Very interesting gentleman who is also very, very serious about his knives. And man, like, talking with Mike is an intense experience every time he is, <laughs> he's one heck of a dude, but man, the guy can sharpen knives and he can say it. He can, he can talk a bit about knives. We'll put it that way. But he had a, uh, so this was kind of a weird coincidence because I know Mike, I'm talking to him. He comes by artisan and chats because he likes chatting with all the makers and great dude, like great dude, really fun to talk with. He really is just like, you know, just he just gets in there and wants to know everything. He'll come by with a camera, ask about the products. It's great. He was car- at USN, USN last year. He was carrying a custom knife that he made. That he uh, and he also just did his uh, production version of um, a knife with Wee Knife, which I can't remember the name. of kind of like a big combat knife. Um, okay. The Stonefish. There we go. Oh yeah 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 yeah. It was a fixed that, blade, that is, right? That is a cool knife. It is just a really like chunky, hard using knife. But the thing is, it's a two hundred something dollar knife. Mm-hmm. And Mike loves it. Like it's a great knife, but you're investing in a real like serious tool. Mm-hmm. But he was carrying something different on He had a custom like about three and a like three inch-ish fixed blade with mm-hmm. kind of a long handle. Had a big choil and a Cliff. And I'm sitting there going, I, I love the stonefish. Can I, can I see that guy? He pulls out this thing. He's like, yeah, this is what I use at work. I'm just handling this thing like there's absolutely nothing I can say about this thing. It isn't amazing. And he's like, yeah, I made it. Like, uh, <laughs> hey, Mike. <laughs> so, um, hey, have you heard of Artisan? Oh, yeah, you were at our booth. Hey, do you want to work together? And yeah. we ended up doing that knife and we're still kind of hashing out the details. Um, mm-hmm. His final approach, I'd have to get to him soon, but it's, a, it's it's, on our Instagram if you want to take a look at it at some point. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not our first fixed plate. We've done a few other fixed plates prior to this, but it's our first designer fixed plate. And it's first, it's our first time really with a focused fixed blade. It's an everyday carry fixed blade. It's mm-hmm. not like an SE Azula. It's not like, uh, or an SE-3. Mm-hmm. It's not, um, I'm trying to think of other fixed blades. So that it's i it's would... not like an
0: outdoorsy fixed blade that you can use for EDC. It's, it's just like for
2: EDC. It's everything. And right, that, right, right, okay. If you're planning on like cutting down trees and like trimming branches, well, you probably have the wrong, honestly, yeah. you probably fine with it, but it's really like all the tasks you want to do with a folding knife, but in a heavier, chunkier, more functional package. And mm-hmm. it's still relatively small. I love the design of it. And it just, I, I really want to get it in hand because I want to know what it's like. That's it's crazy like, how
0: he made it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a simple knife. And that's this whole thing. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a no frills kind of knife. It's got a big old choil. It's got a straight cliff, It's got a fine point and it's got a fat handle. And it's supposed to be for guys like him with giant hands or wow. guys like me that want more space. Mm-hmm. It worked really well. And usually fixed blades don't catch my eye in particular. Certainly not the boss's eye. The boss likes he likes his big folding knives. If you look at some <laughs> of our artisan models that are clearly house made, mm-hmm. um, actually the boss designs a lot of our like he he designs and makes a lot of our products. So he actually mm. is a machinist too, which is pretty wow. cool.
0: That's awesome. But
2: he, a lot of his designs are big. They are big and chunky, yeah. heavy, and extra. so my my personal favorite artisan in house. This yep. is the friend. I love this Ooh. knife. This thing is just a real, like look at the stock on this guy. It's a chunker. Yeah. But this, I use this thing for takedown at shows. I use it for setup. Mm. I use it for breaking down right. pa- packages. And yeah. I absolutely just love this design, but you can see this is a pretty like hefty knife. Yeah. That's kind of our in-house team. But yeah, so um, anyway, we, we decided to work with Mike on this one and we got this one done. And Mike is just like, oh my God, this is great. And it should <laughs> be coming out soon. I would love to show you once I get the prototype, but I don't have it. So maybe I,
0: it's on your Instagram, right? Yeah. yeah that's uh, the, I, maybe I can, uh, flash a little image here, a screenshot. Yeah. yeah so I'm definitely gonna do that. Insane.
2: And, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting model because it, one, it's coming from a guy with a ton of knowledge and also a YouTube channel. Like Mike is Has on the YouTube
0: channel. What's his yeah, YouTube channel? Uh,
2: crazy sharp, crazy sharp. Uh, I think it's just crazy sharp. Okay. All right. But Mike, Mike Emler, crazy sharp. He he has a lot to say. He talks a lot. He really just runs a pretty simple channel, but honestly, he's got a lot of followers, and he yeah. knows a thing or two about sharpening. Um, when you pay extra money from Ferum Forge to get his sharpening job on your knives, on your custom Ferum Forge, uh, yeah, he knows a bit. Wow. So I've I've been consistently impressed with what he does with his knives and how much he's just he's picky. He likes details. He really talks into, he talks about knives in terms of just straight usage. He wants a user. It doesn't matter how pretty it is. Pretty is nice, but it should work. And that's what his designs are focused on is they are just straight users. I like that. There's a place market for those. So anyway, so let's move on to another proto since I don't, you know, don't have that one here. So this one I actually do have. (laughs) I I flashed this one earlier, but this is the great white. What? This is designed by... Gavco nice. If you couldn't tell, dude, by that thing, what
0: you could definitely tell, man. <laughs> look at that. This thing is also, dude. Light. It's light too. But wow. I can't what even, is it called? Like, the great, great White. Oh yeah, the they white. they name all this yeah. stuff after
2: sharks, right? The sharks.
0: Oh man, that's gonna this. be a
2: nice one. Also, with that harpoon, you get that Ooh. nice coil right there. You can choke up a bit. It. This. I don't know how we got this grind right, but look at that. It's a. It's a that's recurve. Warren Cliff harp reverse. Like, Recurve Warren Cliff rehearsed Tonto Harpoon. It's what the heck. Also, we got the clip, right? We nailed yep. uh, Gavco's paddle style clip. I love this. Well, I, I
0: saw this on your Instagram. Yeah. I remember it's
2: weird because uh, usually it has like a little bend right here and then the screws going, but since it's blind screw, we just kept the, the contouring clean down and then bent the end. It's really cool looking.
0: Dude, that's sick. We're going to like that.
2: Uh, Gafco actually just got his Protos today. I just sent them yeah. out last week and they took a little time. Yeah. He got a Micarta scaled one and a full Titanium one. Mm-hmm. He is in love. He says they're, they're probably some of his favorites so far. i Wow, I'm happy about
0: that. that's but, amazing. You know,
2: it's so nuts. And also, surprisingly, it feels really good in the hand. I wish, this is a weird angle to do things at when, like <laughs> the camera. Yeah. But it feels really good in hand because it really has just enough space to really like, let's see if I can seat your fingers yep. on, Yep, close it around. There's a bit of the, the pocket back here, mm-hmm. but yeah, in, in hand, it just feels really awesome. Oh, and that man. it's a surprise because this is this is my first like I Gavco is one of those guys I was really just like, I got his contact through someone else I know, and I'm just like, Mike, Mike Gavco, Mike, yeah, there's there's no way he'll want to work with us. It's it's Gavco, <laughs> like legit famous. And I call him up, and he's like, okay. Oh, God yeah, I really like your stuff. Oh, that'd be so cool! I'd love to work with you guys. I'm like,
0: wow, yes! that's amazing. I-, I learned a thing or two about anodizations from his videos.
2: Yeah, no, he's yeah. so great. I honestly, uh, I need to go through his stuff more thoroughly because mm-hmm. he knows so much about anos and he really mm-hmm. has like a lot of great ideas. Like, I didn't even know that. Like, he has his uh, green time ascus that he makes. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that was a thing. I'm just like, you can make green time ascus? Like, <laughs> yeah. you can apparently. So he has just such a nice stuff and he's such a nice guy. He's, he's kind of tired. He has, he has kids, he has more kids now. So he's, he's <laughs> you know, but he has been an absolute pleasure to work with and he's been just such a nice guy about all this. And I'm just so happy that he likes what we've done with the knife. And it's just like, I, I want to get this to market. I want to get this out. Yeah. And it's cool to have his name behind our products. And just, yeah. That's exactly
0: what I was talking about earlier. Right. Is this like collaborations with some, you know, really well loved, and, mm-hmm. and sort of uh, proven designers yeah. are gonna you know I think take artisan to the next level you know yes. I
2: mean for any yep. company any, any
0: company any, really yeah
2: having those names are really important because it, it I think I mentioned this earlier but it proves that you're invested in doing this well mm-hmm. you're not just pulling design saying oh that's cool oh, that's cool here let me throw mm-hmm. you some let me throw you some money to take that design off your hands like no We're collaborating, we're paying them, Mm. you're paying them as designers, they get royalties. They don't get a check for the design. They get royalties every, uh, in our case, every quarter. Yeah. And it's something that's an ongoing deal.
0: Yep.
2: So I think that's important because we want these people to be one, represented well, we want their products to look, like we want what we make of their designs to be good, to perform well, and to represent what they do best. And we want them to make money off of this. Mm -hmm. This is part of their job. This is part of their livelihood. And for people who are doing this professionally, yes, let's make their life a little easier by producing the designs and getting them paid for what they deserve. They deserve yeah. to be paid for doing good work, making good designs, and being the person that can help bring companies like ours into a point where we can be like, hey, we have good stuff too. We yeah. want to, it's a win all the way around. And our, our job as a manufacturing company is to make these designs in a way that represents the makers well. And to make them feel good about the products we're making and i'm i'm happy we've been able to do that so far I yeah mean, i mean sure the stuff
0: I, that you showed me tonight has been really really dope man i really yeah. like him a lot
2: oh speaking of, actually oh i forgot one i forgot one that was okay. in the- show me show me so, backtrack, backtrack, <laughs> not types. we finally got this one out small hyperion Ooh, nice it's by daryl Wow. so the full size one of this guy was Pretty big. <laughs> um and for something that is a um a Lanny, it just was kind of strange. But this one I think just fits really well into that EC category. Look at that clip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that Gar- looks a-
0: really, really nice.
2: Daryl took a couple tries to get that clip right. And on top of that, it's got that Lanny style too, with that, you know, the, the bolster and you know it's actually not a bolster, it's 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 a bolster lock, so it's all mm-hmm. a tie on the inside and then there's an overlay of the carbon fiber. Mm-hmm. And this one is Damascus. Yeah, that one's Damascus. Wow. But yeah, this one turned out really nice. But that's so a
0: smaller was, version.
2: Yeah, the big one was just a little huge. Some people, <laughs> um, smoking Mountain knife works, really wants to do a, um, a copper and brass version of it. So they have an exclusive up on their website. Yeah. But for us on this side, we only have the titanium and carbon fiber versions. But this is such a cool carry. It's elegant. It's got some class. It's got some like some character behind it, and it also just has a nice like shape and hand. Let's see. Let's get yeah. it. Yeah. So, there we go. So, I kind of got, you know, from my small Classy. Hands. Yeah. And yeah, if you really have hands, you can always kind of like get a bit more off the handle here and you have a nice three-finger, mm-hmm. but for me, I'm pretty much a solid four-finger on this guy. It's super cool. Anyway, so, all right. So, back to Protos, though. yeah, so Yep. I get yep. <laughs> so, last actual Proto. This is a, probably the one I'm most excited about, personally, because this is from a new des- He's not a new designer. Uh, So this is by uh, Cerberus Knives, who actually does scales. Uh, Chris Ortiz with Cerberus Knives, he makes scales for – he does a lot of PM3 scales. He does a lot of custom micarta scales. He is really – he's one hell of a machinist. Mm -hmm. So this is the – oh, no, I'm forgetting the name. Oh, God. I I (laughs) Will just uh, (laughs) –
0: <laughs> it's from Cerberus Knives. Is I, uh, uh, I, I'm
2: gonna regret this one. I'm, I'm thinking of it's like <laughs> this is the problem with having so many knives. <laughs> it's like oh, sure. I can you
0: flash know. the name yes, on on screen when you, you, you remember
2: the name is right there. Mm-hmm. Right there. Yeah, right there. I'll,
0: I'll, I think what I'm gonna do um, is I'm gonna credit the designers too. Yes. Maybe like flash their Instagram. I'll do something yes. special for the proto. Arion.
2: There we go. Arion. There it is. Arion. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I hope I was right. Cause I'm like, Hey, it starts with an A. Oh no. <laughs> anyway, check this out. Look cool at this knife. That's actually, let's do the presentation side. This yeah. thing is super clean. Yes. So yes, the cool clean. thing about Chris, Chris is a great machinist. So when he gave us this design, it was just, it was done. Like here's, here's a 3D render, here's the drawing, here's where the screws go, here's the size, here's the pieces, here's like every wow. single thing you need to do to make this thing. And it just it just works so well. Now I think, I'm not sure how everyone's gonna feel about the uh, the thumb hole here. I like mm-hmm. it because yeah. for me, I think this flicks really yeah. well. For so yeah. that middle finger flick, mm-hmm. it's just so good. And then you can thumb roll it really well. Yeah. But if you're gonna do a thumb flick, it's a little like, it takes a bit of practice. Yeah. But so what do you got to
0: get, like the chunk of the middle of you your You got to get a bit of tissue it?
2: with it. If you're using a okay. nail, let's see, actually, let's see if I can use a yeah. nail. Yeah.
0: Sometimes the nail isn't yeah. how you do it. You know, you got to go. That's
2: thumb studs. If you're Ooh. doing thumb holes, you got to use like, let's see, the meat of your thumb.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: But just check out how super clean that
0: clean. is. Clean clean and, man like
2: the ergos are super neat it's super smooth it really sits in the hand this is he says it's a big boy knife and honestly lengthwise and size wise this is a big knife mm-hmm. check out how thin that is wow uh 0. 0.1 0. 0.1 stock super thin behind the edge and also i really like this clip like look at that's small like normally so small, small. work. <laughs> It's yeah. only kind of weird because you don't get a lot of spring, but it's a mill clip. You don't need a lot of spring as long mm-hmm. as the ramp is correct. As long as there's yep. enough ramp here, and you can get it under. You don't need it to be really, really flexible. Yep. I think this sits really nicely in jeans because it grips well and it doesn't look. It just like I don't have it anything to like a
0: regular. You yep. know, could be anything. Yeah, and it doesn't
2: look huge in pocket. Also, um, I'm gonna just nerd out on like fidget factor here. Yeah, I like how it sits below the lock bar cutout because yeah. part of me is like, okay, you can use your thumb to index the lock bar cutout, hold it yeah. here, and
0: wow, nice. Reversed. Yeah, that's definitely what I'm gonna be doing so, with it.
2: <laughs> it's so like dumb tactical stuff. Yeah. Middle finger reverse like stabby grip. <laughs> Steph, so dumb, but I love it. It's so fun. Yeah, I'm yeah. really jazzed about this. But here, here let's see if this will pick it up. There's one more cool thing about this guy. Mm-hmm. Please focus, camera. I never use. I, I see something there. It says. Oh okay. no! It doesn't focus. It says. Ah, oh, forget uh, it. Okay. Something. I'm just gonna say it then. This one, the prototype, anyway, is in our new steel. AR RPM nine. Oh. Yeah. That's a cool thing that we're doing.
0: What's the specialty of that, Theo? Oh,
2: okay, so we're still kind of getting finalized testing on it. So here's here's a little, the downside to it, is that I planned on having a whole line of reviewers and honestly mm-hmm. the Apex on Group. I was giving, gonna pass it to machinists, people who worked in adverse conditions. I was getting a handful of them from the factory, just gonna hand them out and say, guys, beat up these knives. Yeah. Not this particular model, but like, you yeah. know, we have a CGRB in the same model. Mm-hmm to say, test this, uh, that box is the one that got lost and is rerouted. Oh no. Of so the, the, the hardcore or the, the, or the, um, the anecdotal test data is still, you know, out there. I have had Chris go through this and with his, his machines in a shop, he's gone through this guy. And he, he went one day and just like, all right, I'm going to cut all the cardboard. I'm going to cut all the paracord on top of a yeah. beat up piece of metal. I'm mm-hmm. going to bash this thing onto some wood and see what happens. The, AR, the steel held up well, so let me let me just talk a bit about the steel because this is essentially the, the full on debut of ARPM9. Yeah. So oh you get, man. You get kind of like a pseudo first. It was on Instagram, so this was our response to the industry saying that they're tired of certain steels. Mm-hmm. Um, let me start by saying that ARPM9 was not designed to be a super steel. It is a budget oriented steel. It is not M390. It is not S35. It is not uh, N690. It is not, you know, any of the, what is it? The, uh, it's not S110. It's not S90. It's not, you know, any mm-hmm. of the higher end stuff. This yeah. is meant to compete with other things that are more budget. D2, 14C28N, DG10, things like that, that aren't really, you know, they're not, we're not looking at like 8CR, os 8 mm-hmm. 440. We're looking a bit higher than that. But we
0: Yeah, like to- the 14C28N yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah.
2: yeah, 14C is great stuff. Like
0: People 10. love that. Oh, it's
2: great steel, Mm -hmm. especially in an age now where people really are kind of moving away from D2 because of the the lack of stain resistance. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I like D2 a lot. Like again, D2 I can dig it, especially because our D2. I'm not. I can't. Like, okay, this is personal thoughts. I think artisan D2 is really good because our D2 usually hovers around the 60 HRC range. Mm -hmm. Other D2 does not. I'm pretty happy that we can keep our D2 consistently pretty darn good. It cuts well it holds well, it takes an edge pretty well. It mm. sharpens like D2, which means it takes forever. It is not, <laughs> yeah. it is D2. Um, if you look at any of my personal CGRBs that I use or my artisans, they have a few spots on them. I mean, even though I live in California, yeah, I don't mind it, I use my knives. Yep. The ones I don't use don't have any spots on them, because I never use them, and I just play with them. The ones that I do use, they get a bit messy, it happens. Mm. Um, but right now, it, it, I, I think Nick Shabazz covered this a while ago when he reviewed the Centrus. If this was five years ago, people would be losing their mind that there's a knife in D2 that's $35 yeah, or $40 or $50 for that matter. It was was a more premium steel then, but right now people have kind of moved towards demanding more stainlessness in their steels. Hence why 12C was not a good, that was not a sought after steel a while ago. Mm -hmm. 14C was a proprietary steel for Kai, so for Kershaw. They were the only ones using it. And I, I believe they only released the formula publicly relatively recently, but don't tell yeah. you
0: know, me that when yeah, it was recently. Rake recent, uses it a lot.
2: Yeah, but pretty much 12C was like, oh, that's another steal. Mm. No one was really, you know, losing their mind over it. D2 was like, oh, wow, D2. d two is amazing. and It is. It's a good steal. But finding something in the middle right now is not quite a possibility. And yeah. 14C28N is great. And, you know, it's it's great, but it's not the same as D2. What we tried to do, and, you know, this, this only those two steels are kind of my general comparison. There are others. Like, I could always add VG10 to the mix. I can throw BD1 in there. I can throw uh, 9CR. Um, what is it? 14CR something. It was only used for a few things. But there's a bunch of other steels that are kind of a little bit more than budget, kind of above that 8CR, 440 yep. range. And our whole thing was like, okay people are tired of D2. like There's people in the knife reviewing community that are just sick and tired of D2 on yeah. Chinese knives. Yeah. Because it, it is kind of, you know, part of the joy of living in this community and doing these things is we like to nerd out about steel. I mean, at the end of the day, we all use our knives for certain things. Sometimes we need a super steel, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we really don't want to sharpen that M390. Sometimes we really don't <laughs> mind sharpening our junkers. Mm-hmm. and depending on who you are and what you do with it, that's your choice. Sometimes that having that good, like really nice, really hard. Like sometimes you need M4. Sometimes you need 3V. Sometimes you need S110 for what you do in life. Um, back when I worked brick and mortar, I had a gentleman who came in every six months and bought a new Benchmade Contigo. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting there going, after his second time coming in, I'm like, dude, you bought a Benchmade Contigo six months ago. What are you doing with this thing that you need a new one? It's like, Oh, I break down drywall and concrete with this thing and I'm just sitting there going, I mean, if that's what you're using your knife for, dude, you pick the right knife for the job. Yeah. But man, shouldn't you be investing in, I don't know, a crowbar, but no, <laughs> but what he needed, he needed to cut drywall. He was trimming and cutting drywall in a very precise manner, but he was doing it in cramped spaces. So he wanted a folding knife to do it. And the Benchmade Contigo at that point was one of the only knives in M4. This guy wow. is on the high end of the spectrum of what he needs to use his knife for to the point where he's replacing a super hard tool steel knife every six every months. Every six
0: months. How yeah. much was that at the time, the Cotigo?
2: It wasn't cheap. Yeah. It certainly wasn't cheap. <laughs> I
0: gotta say, yeah.
2: But yeah, like, if you use your knife like that, I mean, just depending on what you do with your knife, sometimes you need something like that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to budget steels, you can't really get much more, like, you can't get a much tougher steel than D2 in that under honestly like under hundred dollar price point, yep. you probably have a couple options, but D two is kind of the leader for your hardness, your edge resistance. Um, if you're going in that same price point, if you're going for something that you want stainlessness, I mean VG ten, VG ten is pretty good. Uh, fourteen or twelve C is also really good because they're both made for kitchen knives. They're excellent, mm. but they don't perform the same. They're not kind of doing that. So our thing. And this was me having a conversation with a boss at like three o'clock in the morning. He just sent me a text. Like, hey, what do you think about us making a new steel? And I'm like, it's three in the morning. Cool. Sure. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> and he sent me a spec sheet, And I'm like, boss, did you, yeah, I, I, I made a steel. What do you think? Oh, I'm like, shit. Okay, great. So that was nuts. Yeah. I, I expected this to be kind of a little pet project. I didn't think you were going forward and doing a full production run. Now I don't think this will be the case because the data I've gotten so far has led me to believe that this is going to be a pretty good product. Mm. If it happens to have some problems, well, we'll find out in the future. But right now, the data I've gotten from Chris in terms of looking at under a microscope, checking it with, you know, checking the HRC and beating on it like hell on pieces of metal is that it holds up pretty well. So if this works, this is actually a nice meet in the middle between D2 and 14C in terms of like, here's your hard stainless mm-hmm. general EDC. Here's your hard, totally not stainless, much more hard use steel. Meeting in the center with a steel that comes out to be pretty darn stainless. Takes an HRC of about 60. Sharpen's up easily. This is the all right, so here's the weird part about this guy. Oh, and this is actually a powdered steel as well. So we get the benefits oh, the of powdered <laughs> material as well, which is. Pretty cool. Yeah. So so far, the data has said that this is stainless, hard, sharp, and easy to maintain. Nice. If we Those all are totally true, and this is what I hope it is. This is going to be amazing. Yeah. This is competing against much higher end steels with properties that other steels way up the ladder simply don't have that ease mm-hmm. of sharp that mm-hmm. uh, ease of sharpenability is not a real key trait of higher-end steels. Have you tried sharpening M390? Yeah, it's not
0: easy. No, it's nice <laughs> yeah, you gotta, it takes a little bit, it takes a little uh, while.
2: It takes patience, swearing, and a little alcohol. Yeah, you know, yeah,
0: yep, yep.
2: Go. But it's, it's been cool. Also, um, from what Chris has been telling us, this steel does not only uh, sharp, like re-sharpen easily, easily it strops easily. So the thing about that is the, the powder construction and I hope this is the case. It just takes a little stropping to return the carbide structure to a nice even set. But as it's used, it gets really toothy, like uh, more cobalt-heavy steels. Okay. Kind of like VG10, which okay. is a really cool thing because as you're using it, I mean, you're not going to have a sh- you're not going to have a hair popping edge mm-hmm. after you like beaten up on it. But you're still going to cut things really well. So if you're cutting cardboard or cutting boxes or breaking down um, other materials. It's got a really toothy, chunky edge.
0: Yeah, sometimes a toothy edge is, is pretty good. You that know? nice
2: zzzik when you're cutting. Mm-hmm. So if this is the case, I'm really looking forward to getting the steel out to a lot more reviewers. If you like one, you're welcome to have one to test out. Just go and like... Dude. You know,
0: whenever you have it, I will do an entire video of me just cutting Wait. boxes and like just talking oh, shit. Cut,
2: you know what I mean? All the cardboard, just all of it.
0: All yeah. Of it. I'll just get every, I, I, I store like cardboard to just cut on camera, even okay. though sometimes I forget to like bring it. Um, how's that behind you doing? Uh,
1: it, like, yeah, like
0: a giant pile. it's getting, you know, I'm, I'm shipping a lot of stuff out tomorrow for, for the <laughs> pass round, So it's gotten less, but sometimes it gets really up there, man. Yep. <laughs> Hey, Russell, man, this has been really, really awesome, dude. I, it's really, really crazy. I think my, uh, my viewers are really going to love this. Is there anything you want to say to the viewers? Um, anything you want to plug, by the way? You could plug Artisan's Instagram. I, I think every knife company should have a YouTube, man. Yep. Um, you know, I think, I think every knife One company should have somebody like you to kind of just give news you Know and come on podcasts like this because I do. There are some pretty big knife podcasts out there right now. Um, yeah, it's not a podcast, it's a (laughs) live, yeah.
2: So, so yeah, I pop on there when I can, but
0: I'm always that's that's what I'm saying is like to be able to go on these different platforms and just did exactly what you did right now is going to be a whole new cool thing for the night. Like, I'm the the knife junkie is, is doing really good yes doing yes. that yeah uh, i i can't believe i was on there i was like are you sure <laughs> but yeah I man uh dude thank you for doing this um Absolutely.
2: this is great like this is what i love doing man it was so good yeah. to finally like talk to after watching your stuff <laughs> yeah. for so long
0: thank you man thank you
2: no uh so plug plug artisans instagram real quick so just uh, artisan cutlery and instagram cgrb yep. on instagram um we are on Facebook. We are on YouTube, even though there's nothing on there because that's all me. <laughs> I should be doing that. I mostly just comment on stuff. Yeah. Uh, check out our products on Blade HQ, Knife Center, Smoky Mountain Knife Works. Please check our website, artisancutlery.net, to find the cool, interesting things that, that don't go to the dealers. We'll do early releases on there fairly often. So if you stop by the website on a regular basis, sometimes you'll find stuff that you will not see at any other point, like the. Uh, wow. Well, we had a non locking feldspar on there for a little bit that just <laughs> gone. Wow, <laughs> so cool! Yeah, we'll put up experimental stuff on there sometimes. There'll be that's really awesome on the on. Oh, if you really want to go hardcore, occasion we'll throw up like the titanium Damascus models on there. So that's all on the website. So, yeah, artisancutlery.net.
0: There you Fun go. Was...
2: Oh, and we started selling on Amazon recently. So we have a small Amazon store. So if you're looking for the CGRB models and some of the artisan models, those are all available on Amazon, including the Ria and I believe the Kickers on there as well too. So the newest models nice. are there mostly by happenstance because they happen to get shipped there more effectively. They will be showing <laughs> up. Uh, in fact, I think Blade HQ just got some of the kickers in today. Knife Center got some new stuff in last week. So it's all going to be showing up. Arzen's going to be popping up everywhere. More, so than we already, more than we already are. You
0: heard that, man. You guys should definitely check those out. This is your boy in the NYC. It's me, Ray, and this is the EDCCP saying peace.